And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast. I am half of your host, Stephen, and joining me as always is the wonderful, the beautiful Kyle Redder. And the married, by the way, ladies. <laughs> back La- up. Hey, back up. Hey, you look the other way. He is a yeah. taken man. Yeah, all the fan mail has been crazy. So you know. I bet it has, man. Uh, my, mm. my mailbox is still empty as F. Uh, today, though, let's get into it. Today, we have Daniel Redfield on the podcast. Very excited. Very yeah, excited. It's kind of crazy that if you combine both of our last names, it yeah. is Redfield, which was a business idea that we threw out. And right. Dan even ensued us. ensued <laughs> us for $3 million. He said, you can't use that. Yeah. So uh, it we is have a long history. I remember the exact day where we came up with that idea. We're like, well, because we had like these businesses we were working on, and we we're like, oh, let's just actually like make an umbrella corporation. Up, oh, shout out to Resident Evil, um, and just like we can put all of these little business ideas under one name, and then we're like, okay, your name is Redding, and my name is Cornfield. Let's do Redfield, and we were like, oh, we already we know someone named Redfield. Dan Redfield, who we happen to have on the podcast today. Now, Dan has been a longtime collaborator with video stuff. He has helped us film our he helped us film our holiday trilogy back in 2021. And if you're not familiar with that, you can check that out. Kyle and Steven presents on Instagram um, and YouTube. And he's just a phenomenal filmmaker and camera person, a motion graphics designer. The dude does it all. He's really um, multidisciplinary, is what I like to say. Yeah, put the, you are copywriting that word. I know it, but yeah, Dan's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of skills, obviously, as you'll see. Um, but he has just a great story um, about everything he's involved with. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if this doesn't pull at your heartstrings, listening to some of the stuff that we kind of get into, you need to check your pulse because. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just I don't know when you talk about it, it's hard not to get emotional about a lot of the things he's involved with. And he's done some beautiful work and you are you guys are going to see some more of that. Yeah. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Dan Redfield. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we have a special guest sitting across from me right now. It is none other than multidisciplinary oh, artist and filmmaker, visual effects artist, uh, great storyteller, and great friend, Dan Redfield. <laughs> and you, you got to press the button. It's become. And do you remember? Oh, Jesus. I don't, you have, gotta, I don't have it on. You don't even have a trigger. I don't have it on. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Usually we get a clapping intro that he has programmed, and Steven's kind of dropped the ball. I'll put it in post. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle looked real stupid. <laughs> I didn't Steven hear does usually have it, but uh, 
there yeah. it is. So Dan, welcome to the podcast. Like oh, we thank said, you. Uh, we've known each other for several years now, but for those of us that haven't met, you had the pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Why don't you give us kind of your quick elevator pitch of yeah. who, who the Redfield is? We, we like oh, to say... My mom listens to this podcast. Our moms listen to this podcast. Well, yeah. And <laughs> so keep it so, clean. No, no, nope. no. Okay. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> no, just like, you know, because she doesn't know who I know. And so she's always like, oh, you know, who's up next or whatever. So tell her, tell my mom who you are. Sure. Well, like you said in your intro, multidisciplinary, which yeah. in, in, in other terms means lost and still finding your way. Mm-hmm. Well, so yes. there's a little bit of that. Yeah, so, probably for all of us, let's be honest. Yeah. So today I am a filmmaker specializing in motion graphics, and then I also founded a nonprofit. Uh, we take families with special need kids out on adventures. We film their adventure, and then we deliver a, a short film that captures a little bit of their experience and their day, and we share their stories with the world. So filmmaking, motion graphics, special needs. Is it in that order? So if you had a YouTube channel and it was like Dan Redfield's YouTube channel, you know how they usually have three things. It's mm-hmm. like tech, gear, uh, whatever, and then you you would be filmmaking, motion graphics, special needs. Uh, it'd be motion graphics, special needs, and filmmaking. Okay. Yeah, filmmaking last. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, I, I wrap the filmmaking for Adventure for Ava into. Oh, special I guess that needs, does make so, sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So I know a lot of your story, but like. How did you get into filmmaking or motion graphics? Motion graphics is something for people that don't know is like there's so much involved, right? There's animating. There's uh, when text appears on a screen for videos. Uh, help me out, guys. Don't look at me. I was going to say, I have Microsoft Word, and I've done <laughs> some pretty impressive things with that. So, just clip art, PNGs. Clip, oh, God. Don't get me started. <laughs> I, Clippy, old Clippy's helping well, you out. Uh, well, I know, but this is going to be one thing where this that, that is an area where I have zero, no, yeah. like, negative knowledge in that. So Kyle actually gives, gives yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm curious if there's any tidbits you can give me. But, but Ooh, yeah. That's a good idea. I like that. But yeah, motion graphics, let's start there. Uh, what is it? How did you get into it? Yeah, uh, that's a long-winded answer, but I'm going to start. Bro, we got long time. I'm going to start baby. just a step backwards how I got into filmmaking. Yeah, oh, I think okay. there's so an filmmaking first, then motion graphics. Yeah, so a number of years ago, probably 13, 14 years ago, one of my friends had passed away, and we had a collection of photos and videos and somebody came up with the idea of let's make a montage of all these clips that we had. Mm-hmm. So with a $50 Best Buy gift card, I got uh, Adobe Elements. Oh, pre. Yeah, it's pre-premiere. Yeah. So I learned how to splice together this very poor video. But it showed our friend. That's mm-hmm. all that matters. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, everybody got uh, – it was it was just really good for everybody to see that. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool to be able to make something out of nothing and turn it into something that people could, you know, forever you know, yeah. forever live on and, and be able to show it to other people. So from, from there – I remember you. Did you use that song? I actually did. How did you know that? Did you really? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, that yeah. that is a common song used. I mean, because so I was saying, not mock it. No, I mean, I'm just no. saying, I thought about it, too, for sure. No, not that one. But, um, and then from there, um, I would kind of dabble and just do it as a hobby. And then I was 23 or something, and 
Uh, I was renting an apartment or renting a room for my friend. I had no bills. I had no family. I had no mortgage. I had, you know, no Sick. responsibilities. Perfect 23. Jealous. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, it, was, nice. it was the life. I was playing Halo all the time. It was great. I love Ooh. it. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> yeah. But my day job was selling truck parts and it was a great job for great people, but it just wasn't for me. And so at that time, an opportunity came up to turn my hobby into maybe something more. So I said, well, if mm -hmm. I'm ever going to do it right now is going to be the time to do it. 100%. So, um, so I took an apprenticeship and basically got on the job training. And from there, just kind of learned how to become an editor, how to splice together sequences for a, uh, at the time it was a reality series. Oh, and then from there it just kind so it's of like kind of like a little. It was like kind of like a you skipped the local market, but like went to kind of like TV. Uh, yeah, it was under somebody else, so okay. I would put together string edits that were just yeah. very basic, and then right. yeah. How is is that how it works? Basically, you they film the clips because I've always been curious. They film the clips, and then you're the one. So you're like the assistant editor. So you're the one that would go in and like cut it all up and then give him the selects basically? Yeah, basically take all the pieces to the puzzle oh. and kind of lay them out for him. And then he would have a, or he or she, the editor would have a better idea of how to fit those puzzles. Interesting. Puzzle I've always wondered together. that because I've been a part of reality TV show productions and I, they just shoot yeah. all day. Yeah. All freaking day. And I'm like, I felt so sorry for the editor. Yeah. And a lot of it's you just have to like make something out of nothing. Oh. And just Man. figure out, like, what's the most compelling thing? Like, is there drama here? Or even know where the camera person's going. Like, okay, they're going to stage something here. So let's just, like, spin up <laughs> so something. So you're, you're new. You're <laughs> yeah, knowing. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Is it a show we would know about? Uh, it was Our Five Sons. I don't think it still airs anymore. I've but, heard of it, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, how have I heard of it? It's a uh, series about the folks at Rainy Poss Lodge, the, the parents' lodge. I okay. did hear about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martin Rainey. Was that Marty Rainey? No, okay. I'm going to cut that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was that guy. Yeah. Uh, w one thing that I can, uh, this is just a side trail, is like, I don't know if you watch this with Kristen or anything, but like the the um, reality TV shows of modern day, like uh, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and we've talked about this several mm. times. Is, I do love I'm a big Bachelor fan. Yeah. Me too. Oh, God. This is our side Bachelor. This is our side podcast we're going to start. <laughs> via, via Kristen. The Bachelor Bros. Sure, yeah. Like, we... <laughs> That's, the Bachelor Bros. That's still a good. We're the double B's, baby. And <laughs> I'm sure it's taken. I'm sure it's okay. taken. Well, don't run. look up that donate. Yeah, name. get that domain. Um, but like, whenever there is the trailers or like the teasers, I'm like, this. I don't want to like this show, yeah. but they are so well done to show like suspense and and drama yeah, yeah. and humor that I'm like, whoever is putting this together, that's yeah. that's their money maker right there. Well, and that that I mean that kind of like plays into it because I think video editing since i've done it and we've all done it all three of us have i think that also plays a big factor into learning storytelling because you, you right there like you had just you said you just jumped into it and you were doing editing and you're like all right is there drama here or what can i make out of nothing and i'm like that's storytelling and i think that probably has played a part in everything you've done a little thread mm -hmm. yeah if you will Steven was doing stuff with his hands for yeah. those that I can't see. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah. it, it's there. They can feel yeah. they the can energy. feel him mining stuff. Yeah. Um, right out of you. Okay. So you're you're working on your business, I guess you could say, but also you're working for someone. Um, so what was next? You were editing this TV show. So I was editing the show, and then um, there would just be opportunities that would come up to make map graphics or 
different type of motion graphics for the show. Mm -hmm. And I would step up and just figure out a way to to kind of learn it. And then that's kind of where I started to. So you were a real go-getter. Yeah, something like that. A hustler before the hustle culture even started. Back in my 20s, yeah. Yeah. And that's hot. We didn't find that. Well, I guess we found it in late 20s. but I think late 20s is when I was like really like, oh, what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> I've wasted a lot of years so far, yeah. so I better get busy. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that definitely comes later in life. Okay. So you're working on all this stuff, your video editing, your motion graphics, and then like where do you kind of be like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually like starting to get really good at this. I can make this a real thing. Uh, when was that time, you know, mid twenties probably. Yeah, it was a couple of years into it. Um, people started to come to me just oh, through word of mouth yeah. that, that I could do stuff and I, uh, uh, so I got some experience that way. And then, yeah. uh, a couple of years into that, I moved to, uh, I wanted to really start to hone my craft. So I actually went to Portland and lived there for a year. Worked Oregon. At, yeah. I worked at a big design studio there. Um, and we got to work on projects for Bing, Portland State University, Intel, a bunch of big name projects, which was really fun, fun uh, really challenging. But the only problem with that was I was basically a part of an assembly line. Yeah. So illustrators would give me their their material. I would just make it move. That was my job. I just made stuff move eight hours a day. Um, and the problem with that was it kind of got a little boring. So yeah. you're at the top of the game, basically, and even only being a few years into it. But... It's just kind of, you know, doing the same wasn't, thing every yeah, day. Yeah. Wasn't your calling yeah. in that Wasn't, setting. as Kyle would put it, getting your jolly soft. No, my, my jolly, <laughs> jolly was, it was rather soft. <laughs> I don't know if I say that. <laughs> you did. You said it. You said it a Getting your jolly off, I think, yeah. yeah uh, maybe. Jolly, it wasn't getting your jolly, jolly soft. soft. <laughs> I <don't think laughs> maybe that. I said it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It wasn't doing it for you, really. Yeah. Is where we're going. You didn't love it. Yeah. Is what we're trying to the, say. The corporate, you know, agency. I'm assuming this is kind of like a very creative agency. Uh, production company. Yeah, yeah production company. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing this for them. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you're going. You're going hard. And it's not, you're feeling it. So what was next? What would, what kind were you thinking? Uh, well, first of all, Portland just wasn't the scene for me. It's yeah. It's a great place. It's a lovely place. How long were you down there for? One year. Oh, okay. So a good, a good enough time to be like, this isn't for me. Yeah. Well, I kind of yeah. knew within the first <laughs> week or so. What, yeah. what was it that rubbed you the wrong way? Uh, I don't know if it was anything that rubbed me the wrong way. It's just you grew up in Alaska and you're used to seeing mountains when you look around. Mm. You're used to being within an hour of doing whatever you want to do. and yeah. um, Outdoors wise. Outdoors kind of wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was that lifestyle. And I think there's something, uh, some security subconscious about just being wrapped around with mountains and in your hometown. Like that. Yeah, like that visual. So I think I just wasn't, never felt at home, really. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the idea of, yeah, like, okay, I'm part of this assembly line. We're working on really cool stuff, but it's just, it, it, you kind of get burnt out pretty quick just doing the same thing. So the that. idea of being able to, like, film, edit, do motion graphics is super appealing. Like, I realize I'll never be, you know, at the, the top of any one of those games because of that, but being spread out and diverse helps keep my sanity on a day-to-day yeah. Jack of all trades, master of none. Master of none, and that's that's yep. fine for me. That's okay because yeah. as long I'm as the same boat. Yeah, because I think on a daily basis it could be like, oh, what's happening today? Like for me, I do uh, graphic design and video. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, well, today is a big graphic design day, right? Cool, fun. Tomorrow is a big video day, or I'm yeah. filming to, on Thursday, or I'm editing on Friday. I love that. Yeah, I do love that. Like 
keeps you know, it fresh. I think, yeah, yes. I was going to say, it keeps it fresh, and it it's almost like you can fall out of love with one of those areas for a period of time and be like, I'm just going to do these other areas that I'm pretty good at, and then you come back to it. I find myself doing that a lot with just, like, cameras in general. Like, I'm like, I don't want to, like, take another picture in my life. And then a month later, I'm like, you know what? I could take a picture. Yeah. I could take a picture or two or whatever. And it's like you kind of go through ebbs and flows with what mm-hmm. you're yeah. good at. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. And so you thought Alaska was kind of calling your name again for multiple reasons. <laughs> Sounded is nothing that, like that. That is what the biggest I, I would have stayed in Portland. Damn. Come Damn. back. Damn. Jesus. Okay. Well, Alaska sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> for everybody, but. Oh, man. I tried my hardest. Yeah. Leaving it, Alaska now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have like some prospects back in Alaska when you were leaving Portland or was it like, I'm going to go back, start fresh, uh, start, start anew? Yeah, um, I had prospects and, uh, yeah, I worked at another company up here for a number of years and then it wasn't until, uh, you know, being in the industry for long enough, you kind of want, you know, some ownership and you want like, yeah. you know, your name on the building type of thing. And so, uh, your name and lights. Yeah, so the thing. idea of just uh, and this was COVID. This was kind of when COVID started, and we had to hunker down because of our situation. So I knew I was going to kind of be staying at home. So it was just like it was again just the right time to to just get off and do my own thing. Jump on, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and then you started uh, Wake One. Yes. Yeah, which is your production company. Wake One is the name of my production company. Yeah, uh, which is cool. You got a production. Company. Where where's the name come from? So great question. Uh, that's all I ask. When I was, when I, <laughs> well, if you're going to ask full of questions. questions, I'm full of them. I got it. I got two more. <laughs> so, uh, when I was renting the one room from my friend's, okay. friend's house and I was, uh, I had quit my job and I was learning filmmaking and motion graphics, mostly motion graphics. Um, every day, if I wasn't, if I didn't have a side gig or something to pay my bills, I was working on the computer every mm-hmm. day. Um, so I had an alarm clock with two settings. One was set for, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning, which in my early twenties, that was more night than day mm-hmm. or morning. And then another one set for later on if I missed, missed the first one. But the first one was if I was ambitious, ready to go, ready to learn, ready to hone my craft and, and make the next steps forward. Um, so typically if I'd answer that call five in the morning, get to work, start working and spend probably 10 hours every day learning my craft and honing wow. and learning and crafting it. Um, so the idea wake one is, is basically, you know, get up, go get, get it, go get it. Yeah. So when you were doing this 5am thing, was this uh kind of informal training, like YouTube university kind of thing and Very like teaching, informal. teaching yourself just anything you could get your hands on? Yeah. YouTube university. It's, the <laughs> that, great thing about the internet is there's so much information out there for the, free. The for, bad thing yeah. is is there's so much information, information out there. right? So you have to like go through and like you sort know, through the trash, sort through at it at the yeah. same time. So you, you, yeah, you have to sift through a lot more stuff to get there, but you can get there if you know, if you want it. Yeah, yeah. So. I had a I had a similar experience, uh, and and again, for those that are listening, I'm at a far lower level in terms of skill than than the the Danimal well, sitting across from, from me. But like that's what I had to do was because I didn't have a lot of free time. Uh, and especially with families, you learn this. You 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 have to be very precise with your time was I would wake up at five every day before work, before getting Molly up at seven or whatever. And I would spend that hour and a half just watching 
countless YouTube videos on mostly editing. mine. It was mostly yeah. Mine. I was like, <laughs> who's this cornfield guy? Just uh, but just blogs. like how to learn Adobe uh, Premiere, yeah, yeah. and then final like just I was like, there's this all this free information out there. All I got to do is just like absorb it. And I right. know how well, to do it. So you're wake one material for I sure. I am wake we're gonna, one and we're a gonna half. We're going to open up the spot for you. <laughs> no, wake half. Yeah, I'm yeah. wake half. Yeah. Yeah. Wake half. Half. That's half, me. I'm half awake. That's what. That's the Hey, if you're answering the call, that's all that matters. Yeah. What do you think it was about motion graphics and filmmaking that really just caught your fancy? Like what? Because I think a lot of people, they find passion, but then they're not willing to get up at 5 a.m. to start learning. Right. Yeah. Unless it is like dollar signs at the end of the tunnel. Right. Yeah. But you were doing this without the flag at the end of the, the course. Right. You were doing this without dollar signs. Um, what what made you get up at 5 a.m.? Yeah. Uh, I just the idea of of making something from from absolutely scratch from nothing yeah. and being able to t- turn it into something was super appealing. And then at the time um, I was starting to get good or, you know, better. And mm-hmm. uh so yeah, being able to show that stuff off was cool. And then just having the personal satisfaction of being able to look back on some of the work and some of the older work and be like, wow, that stuff was complete trash. Yeah. And now today, you know, it's not so much trash, you know, it's half it's trash. Little trash. Yeah. Right. Right. So I don't think it's any trash at all. Oh, well, right. But doing. if you're not looking back and thinking what you first made is trash, <laughs> and, yeah. oh, God, throwback, then it's like, have you really progressed? Yeah. yeah. Were you, um, like as a young Dan, were you like an artistic kid, like or more sports driven? Because I'm always curious about people that kind of end up in artistic fields. Like, did, were you one of those kids that always had a camera in your hands as a young kid, or were you varsity sports, or you know, like what? Where did, did that kind of start? Did you yeah. go to the library? Were you part of the library club? Like, were Steven you on the was? chess team? I was actually a chess team, and I got picked on a whole lot. So, I, this is a topic I'd like to hey, uh, steer clear from. No, I'm, I'm, just, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is kind of a soft. No. no, I'm serious. I, I also, I went to library club. So, I don't know if that. I think that's one step below chess club. Library club. What you do you do at a library club, man? Wait, are you no, Stephen no, no. Cornfield? I think I have your library I was, card. Yeah, I was, I was home. Here's the thing. I was homeschooled. But like my mom was like, oh, you need to do something like around other kids. And it was like, oh, library, library club. club. That was my God. choosing. Uh, so I went to library club and learned Your how to. Your mom just so hand on the forehead. I think oh. chess club sounds way cool. I think I was getting picked on by the chess club kids. Yeah. First off, I started my own chess club at school. So you want to talk about a guy one. that was just swimming in the ladies. Oh, oh Jesus. I mean, oh, but in all honesty, I spent all my lunch time playing chess. By uh, with in yourself? Six, seven. No, I with started, with I other, started okay, a gang. So you did have other people. I started a gang. Damn. We all brought our chess boards out. What was it called? Um, the black and white? <laughs> no, they, I, I, I tried that. I got kicked out of school. <laughs> I will tell you this, though. I was mediocre right and i was one of the only seventh graders to have a girlfriend right man you're so cool whoa, 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 wait she was in eighth grade <gasps> dang so you're I playing was, chess and you're dating up and i was the class president and she was the class president and i'm gonna be honest about this i, <laughs> I she would expect sit, nothing less she was sat next to me every day at lunch while we played chess and I don't think I even held her hand one time in our whole relationship. Did you even talk to her? Is it like uh, one of those? No, nope. like- it was like totally like title only. You know? Yeah. Was, oh, I yeah, I know. Those. Remember those like remember childhood those. relationships yeah. where you're like you're my girlfriend. 
but we're not going to talk. <laughs> I, I remember I wrote letters to a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, never talked to her in real life. Mm. But, like, I found her address in, Jesus. like, the youth, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the youth group directory at church. And I wrote her letters, and she would write me back. But then, like, when it came to actually having youth group, we would never talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, so that's Stephen Cornfield kid over there. We're going to need to keep an eye on him. He's already found her address. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm the, in the library club. <laughs> Steven was raising a lot of alarms as a kid, I'm sure. But uh, were you seriously a part of back, like to go a, back a chess a chess club, or was that just making fun of my childhood? I, I was mostly making fun of you, okay, on yeah. purpose. No, yeah, <laughs> no, chess is dumb. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I don't even know what the pieces do. <laughs> but did so? Were you? More sports driven. So I was hockey. Hockey. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was, that rings a bell. Now. So I was varsity hockey. Uh, big into sports. I didn't have an artistic bone in my body, and I still don't even. I still kind of struggle with having an artistic bone. Um, it's one of those learned things. But yeah, I was all sports. Um, no arts or anything. So do yeah. you feel like? And, and that's an interesting thing that you said. You don't have an artistic bone in your body. I've always felt the same way about myself, and then I found like music and I always felt like an outsider and everything in that world. Do you feel like that's a muscle that you can train and develop over time? Like anybody. Can, oh yeah, absolutely. No matter. Yeah. It's all practice. Right. Yeah, it's all trained. It's 100%. research. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't. Yeah. It's hard for me to think of like people just naturally have that mm -hmm. just cause I, I just, I don't think I do. See, I have moments, it's, but they're far and few between. It's funny that you guys, cause like when I think of, what you guys have done video wise, both of you video wise, creative wise, or just the ideas that you've had or whatever, when we've worked together, I would, I would net like the farthest thing away from my brain would be like, Oh, they don't have an artistic bone in their body. Cause I'd be like, hell yeah, they have artistic, they're creative. Like, well, cause they got it. But like, it's funny that you guys see yourselves as like, Oh, I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Well, it's a transplanted bone. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't there before. Yeah. For it's sure. Like a, yeah. like a metal rod. I, I do feel <laughs> like if you grow up playing sports, though, you don't maybe like I was always playing baseball and hockey in the winter yeah. and all and whatever. And it was like I just never felt drawn to music or any artistic outlets because I was always, oh, it's sport season. Yeah. And that was all you're around. And so maybe you have it. It just never was developed as a child kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think the, the thing that does help me out with motion graphics is, at least in the program that I use, After Effects, uh, you can get to make detailed and complex animations. Mm -hmm. uh, it takes a a lot of organization, a mm -hmm. lot of uh, procedure-based ways of thinking, how to approach certain things. And for whatever reason, I have a little bit of that, maybe more than my creative. Um, mm. So if I if I have a, a, a file with 200 layers in it and, you know, it's, you know, where somebody would open it up and just, yeah, look like Steven's Bro, looking right now. my eyes are wide. Yeah. 200 layers just, you gave me anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, just opening but, it up and being like, no, close yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Just give Dan more money. He needs to do. I can't do this. That but was for the, whatever reason. I I can live in that environment. I don't know. Sure. Why. I don't know. Yeah. It is funny that we should say like opening up a file, whatever, because that had to happen. We did work on a project this year, me and you. Yeah. And like you were like, well, I'm gonna be out of town. Here's my file. 
I did open it. I was like, no, bro. <laughs> I like that, that, that experience actually happened. So I'm did speaking it? from experience. Oh, yeah. Cause funny. I was just like, I cleaned I look, it up too. No, but see, <laughs> but at that time I didn't know after effects at all. Now I've kind of yeah. like dove in a little bit and watched YouTube videos, YouTube university. But like then I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, my guy, no. Command Q, command Q. Dude, I was like, I like, I kind of just looked around. And I'm like, what if I could do this? And I was like, absolutely not, X. And I was like, that was it. And then I just told the, the client, like, oh, you're going to have to do that on your own. Like, I can't do oh, that. that's funny. But, yeah, it is kind of cool um, to kind of, like, see that progression, though, as far as, like, getting better at something. And then, like, early 20s, right? You see all your, you know, early stuff, and it's just, like, not – as good as what you're doing now. Same. I'm saying from my experience. Yeah. Um, and so kind of like <clears throat> that moment kind of when you were like, Oh, I'm like gonna jump and do my own thing. Like, when was that kind of like, talk about that moment and talk about the confidence that you had to have in yourself because I, I've been there and then like jumping and jumping off and doing your own thing is really, really tough. Um, and so let's talk about that kind of as far as like, how did you make that jump, find that confidence in your abilities? Where, Yeah, I think the confidence was there over working in the industry for close to 10 years at that point. Like I, I had enough confidence and I think enough people kind of knew of me. Um, and actually, I really didn't I didn't really put that much pressure on mm. myself in that in that aspect, because <clears throat> at the time. Uh, my daughter was going through some stuff and it was more important for me to be at home. So it was more of a necessity mm -hmm. than, than a want. Um, yeah, I just don't think I really put much pressure on myself to like succeed. Yeah. I, I kind of just, I guess faith, there's a little bit of faith that it'll, yeah. it'll all just work out. I like that. Yeah. Did like speaking of your significant other, did that help that she has kind of dove into that? And we can get into more of that later, but she has been kind of down that road for the past, what is it? Seven oh, shout years. Shout out her business, man. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll we get, got, we'll we get got, into we Kristen have thousands territory. of subscribers, dude. Yeah. We have a lot of coffee drinkers. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> well then, yeah. So my wife, uh, her and her sister run Goldie's coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Um, so they both obviously maintain that. Um, so yeah, pulling a little bit of that business experience was, was helpful. Um, but I mean, it's just because she can do it doesn't right, mean doesn't, I can do it. For sure. Thing, but yeah. But uh, yeah, for both of you to be in, involved in self-employment is, yeah. is at the, at the end of the day is a risky adventure mm -hmm. uh, or venture, I should say, yeah. because I mean, when you're talking insurance and all these things that people love to glorify, like, uh, self-employment because they're like, I'm going to be my own boss. It's going to be super dope. I'm going to do whatever I want. And it's like, yes. And no, because there's a lot of things that you need to account for. When it's like you're... that tip of the iceberg meme. Like this is what everyone sees as a exactly. small business owner. It's just like throwing money and yeah, it's definitely, I know. but yeah. no one sees, yeah, all the back the end work. Taxes it, yeah. and just oh. like bookkeeping that you Ugh. have to just do for, for, when you are making money yeah. like the, yeah. the, and so uh, I have a lot of respect for people that have made that jump because I myself have always held on to corporate America because I just am like, I don't know how to do this without insurance and without stability. Yeah. And, and so applaud to you and to Kristen and, oh, and her you. sister, because that's always a, not to Steven, but like, <laughs> you know, say, oh, man, I'm sitting right next <laughs> to you, yeah. you son whatever of a library club, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I mean, that is 
and and we're and we're going to get into more stuff but like you were saying you needed to be home and kind of you made that jump to kind of start your own thing and what was that like in the early days did you have clients kind of already lined up for you that you were like hey I'm I'm doing this or yeah, was did it you steal clients you coach them <laughs> did you take a rolodex with you and start calling everybody uh fortunately for me um I did have a lot of people that knew of me and liked working with me directly yeah and liked the way that I did business mm-hmm. um so it made it made the transition pretty smooth um so, no, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it, it made things pretty smooth. Yeah. I do remember when you made that jump and then like you were like telling me the clients, now I'm not going to say any names because I, I don't know any names, but you were like, oh yeah, I'm doing, <laughs> doing this and, uh, I'm, you know, doing this for a video game and doing this and doing that. I was like, oh, those are cool gigs out of the gate, dude. That's cool. So it's kind of fun to see that too. Because you've worked on like video games, yeah, like animation, so AR video games, and then yeah, there's infographics explainers, and yeah. then but yeah, the the video game was pretty fun. You live a cool life, dude. Um, speaking about living cool lives, so you also so that's like what you do full time. So that's that pays like, the bills. That's the business. Yeah. So, um, but that is well, I guess we didn't we didn't really meet because of our creative endeavors. That came a little later. We met at Rustic Coat. No. I remember that. No. You remember that? Mm-hmm. You sat, and I remember the table number, table one. <laughs> that was hard to remember. Because <laughs> Dan, Dan and Kristen It was either one in. or two. There's two tables. I had a 50% chance. Uh, no, you came in, and like it was like you were just with your, your now wife, but then girlfriend. And you guys walked in, and I was like, oh, this is the Dan Redfield. Because I have heard of you, right? I knew of your work and all this stuff. Okay. And then I gave you guys a free dessert because <laughs> I wanted to suck up to you. And then, like, I think, no, to table one, not table two. <laughs> Send it to table one. <laughs> we had 50% chance, yeah. guys. What dessert? Uh, I think it was the s'mores. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I'll tell you, I do remember that. No, anyways, the dessert never made it to our table. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it did. I might have eaten it, but it did. Um so you 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 did that full time, uh, motion graphics, the video, the filmmaking stuff. But then you also have some other like side hustles that you started working on, um, and one of those was Alaska Photo Ventures. Mm-hmm. Boom! Tell people what that was, what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, go into that because I, I, you know, that's how we kind of started forming our relationship was yeah. through Photo Ventures. Yeah. So Photo Ventures was my branded. TV reality series that uh, followed me on my Alaskan adventures, which is now on Amazon Prime. It is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things where, look, I'm I'm already doing it anyway. I'm already going outside. I'm taking pictures. I'm adventuring. Why don't Why don't I just like throw a camera on this and and edit it together and just brand it as something? So, it was a passion project, and uh, I think at the very beginning, I was like, man, it'd be cool to get something on Amazon. I yeah, know, I don't know why that like stuck to. I was like Netflix or Amazon. Yeah. I just wanted it on something, and uh, yeah, halfway through I got it on Amazon, and I think there's twelve or thirteen episodes on there. But wow. just me and my wacky adventures, <laughs> wacky Dan. That's yeah. what they call you. That's what they call me. Um, and so tell people like kind of like a few episodes, and we can talk about the episodes that we did, whether the short ones or the long one. Um, but like talk about some of the experiences that you did and you filmed and what people can expect when they watch this, you know, don't give away the whole story. Okay. Yeah. Give them like the, the, the liner notes. Oh man. Yeah. So there was, uh, some experiment, 
experimental photography using um, drones at night, lighting up a kayaker in the water. That one was pretty cool. cool. Um, ice skating uh, right next to a glacier mm. via Super Cub landing onto a glacier or landing onto a lake. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron, yeah. yeah. Uh, just, yeah, some of the, actually, thinking about it now, like, some of them were pretty crazy adventures. Dude, and well, I mean, I remember, so I'll, I'll, we'll skip ahead and talk about the episode that we did. So I mm. vlogged it for my channel, but then also you were making a video for yeah. your channel. Yeah. And I remember, because you were like, this was before, I think, the ice skating one. Yeah. And we were going to do ice skating, but we were going to pack in. And we were going to do Northern Lights. And you had this whole shot in your head where um, I think it was me and I'm playing hockey. And we'd have to shovel the snow yeah. off the ice in a random, like, far out. Uh, I don't even know where it was. That would have been such a pain in the ass. <laughs> but, yeah, bringing, <laughs> like, packing out shovels on top of all the gear. Um, this is a then, bad time to tell you, Dan. I don't know how to ice skate. <laughs> <laughs> we get out there. What if yeah. I just drop that bomb? Oh, I really gotta. I gotta skate. <laughs> oh, I thought I was taking the picture. Do your motion graphics on me, man. Just make me make, move. Make my legs do the thing, dude. Uh, anyway, so it was a it was a very big uh, idea. Oh yeah. Right. And of course, I think something happened. The Northern Lights didn't happen, or maybe I can't remember. You just we just changed gears. We ended up going to Hatcher's Pass. Mm-hmm. Do you remember mo- most of that night besides like what's on the episode? Oh yeah. Do you remember getting stuck up there? Oh yeah, when your car wouldn't start. <laughs> car wouldn't start in the middle of nowhere. Bro. The last people are leaving. Let's talk about this really quick because I think this is a. <laughs> it's epic, all an adventure. I think in it's a good a way fucking bad. <laughs> epic story. We were literally. All right, Hatcher's Pass is hours two. No, like an hour and a half. Yeah, about an hour, yeah. yeah, outside of Anchorage, and I'm in my BW. We both are, and I'm you know I'm driving out there. And we go all the way up this mountain, all the way up this mountain. It's, and it's night. It's midnight. And it's cold. Yeah, it's late. And it's in the middle of the winter. And we get there. And I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think we were just getting our gear on. And I had the 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 doors open and the lights were on. Music was playing. You know, we were just like, whatever, not even thinking about it. Turn off the the car. And then. I think I turned it on just like, oh, let you know what? Maybe let's just heat up really quick or something. I don't remember, but it wouldn't turn on. And so we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> there's no one around. I mean, there's cars, but like everybody's asleep, yeah. right? There's like a little hotel or something like that, but everybody's asleep. Can't go really knocking on doors or go to the hotel desk because there is none. And um, I think uh, it just randomly like, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes pass and I'm freaking out. I'm like, I just killed Dan Redfield. <laughs> like, well, Dan's gonna kill you first. <laughs> yeah, but then, then you're gonna both gonna eat die. My body, and uh, he'll survive. He's gonna do the whole. I wasn't yeah. even hungry. He was I a was, hockey was player, cold. and I was yeah. a, I was a library club. Yeah, <laughs> he Don't. was. A, uh, and anyways, so like the next, like literally out of like freaking grace of the spiritual world, a car drives up, and so I go and knock on the window. It's like two teenagers. And they're like, and I'm, you know, I tell them the whole predicament. And they're like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll help you. And then, so I drive them over to my car. And then you pop out of my car. And they're like, are you Dan Redfield? Like, yeah. oh, my God. They loved you yeah. from, like, your previous work. Yeah. And they were, like, infatuated. And, like, I, and I was like, well, I, I, uh, I'm here for a cornfield vlog. 
<laughs> Never heard of it. So, Dan, how's the Alaska Photo Adventures? I was like, oh, man. So I'm like, I'm with a fucking celebrity uh, up in the middle of somewhere. Who you just hey, killed. Yeah. Hey, kids, we're, <laughs> we're teaming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we go out. To, that was just the beginning of the, the adventure. We didn't even really start recording until we left there. No. And I was just like the whole time praying, like, please let my car start when we get back. Please let my car start. Thankfully, it did. Spoiler alert. Oddly, I didn't have much anxiety going out either. Oh, I had so much yeah, because I, I was just I like, because I was just like, well, my car wouldn't start once, and <laughs> no. it might not start again. And I knew we were going to be out there for another few more hours, so I was just like, oh no. Anyway, we we hike. I don't know, half a mile. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more up, than up to half the mile. Mine, yeah. Um, and then we're at this like old abandoned mine, and for people who, I don't know, I mean, it's creepy up there at night. Oh yeah. And Especially when you're the old, only people and it's cold and it's yeah, dark. And, and it's old buildings and it's 30 like, days of night. That's what I think of. Feeling. Oh, yeah. And, stuff hanging out in the windows. And, and like, oh. I have a wild imagination. And so <laughs> we're, and I'm, I'm fucking, you know, just side railing this podcast. But I think this story is so much fun. Anyway, so like Dan's idea what for this shot was we were going to play hockey with the building behind us, like the old buildings, and then he had these light up pucks that changed colors. And so you brought two hockey sticks, and I'm not a hockey player. Thank, thank and the hockey Lord. gloves too. Yeah, and hockey gloves. Steven, you're just gonna be goalie here. I'm gonna <laughs> just stand there. And uh, basically, what we did is um, you would set a long exposure, uh-uh. and then we would like literally pass the puck back and forth, and it would just be lighting up. Which and, looked so dumb at the time. Well, but it looked, <laughs> yeah, if you watch us Steven, doing it. Set it back it, with some heat on it, please. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch us doing it, we are no freaking Mighty Ducks, dude. We no, are no. like, oh, and then it would, I would fall, and we'd try to chuck it up in the air and just do all this you know, crazy light stuff. And then I think we would stand there or something. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, yeah, and then so basically we'd stand there. So you get two figures uh, holding the hockey sticks, and then you have this light up like crazy light trails behind you with the building. And I think that's the ending shot that you chose to feature, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, we were out there, and you shot the Milky Way. We were hoping for Northern Lights. Yeah, didn't get them. Didn't get them. But um, I think I still think about that. That was adventure. a fun night. It really was. <laughs> and then we got your car started. Then Thank we went and had a beer, and then yeah. Yeah. What, I, what time was the set? If it was already, you guys said you oh, got out there late, I, no, right? No, I think we hit the bar at like midnight. Yeah. So oh, I okay. was probably I was probably along midnight because okay. I do remember going to the bar and I didn't have any pants <laughs> on. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> I had I had just gone out there with like long johns and my snow pants. I didn't <laughs> think that we were gonna go like out out and about. Yeah. And so I walk in with just my long johns on, dude. First thing that happened, girls across the bar bought us drinks. That's right. Our That's first right. two That's rounds. what happens. That's yeah. Right. So wear your long johns out to the bars, fellas. <laughs> I, was just, I felt so exposed, but at the same time, I was just trying to own it. And you were trying to get back to me because uh, somebody recognized me in the parking lot, so you were in the bar throwing your voice. Oh my God, is that Stephen Cornfield? Yeah. <laughs> in his long johns, nonetheless. Cornfield vlogs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's really backing something yeah. in there. You guys, I don't know if you heard, but we were doing the flying V up at Atlas Pass uh, to the two of us. <laughs> no, I, but I do remember going back to the actual picture taking. Uh, I do remember because we were trying different things and you were like, OK, I'll be behind the camera and you just tried, you know, mm-hmm. doing something. And so you would have me stand there and 
or, or no, you yeah, you'd have me stand there, and I just remember standing there for the longest time, right? Because you're trying to do long exposures. Yeah, it's taking some five, ten seconds. Yeah, but it's also taking a couple more times, right? So it's yeah. like maybe taking up to a minute, two minutes, and there's freaking wind. And it's like blowing the doors and the, or the windows, and it's just like <laughs> every once in a while you hear this like, yeah, yeah, and I was just like, Dan, this is creeping me out, dude. Can I look behind me? Like, is this gonna ruin no, the shot? No, still, don't move, <laughs> don't move. There's long exposure. I was like, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. So that was. Man. I, I want to go up there. I saw yeah. I saw your guys' stuff, yeah. like the video or the. So you're a fan. You're a fan. A big fan of Redfield stuff <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And I was just like, oh, this place looks super cool for, like, yeah. a scary movie. Yeah. No, there's definitely a feeling up there, for sure. Especially yeah. when it's, yeah, pitch black yeah. and cold. And yeah. Indie. Because, because that's the thing. We we had our headlights. Yeah. And I think that was it. I mean, I think yours was, like, and you also maybe brought a flashlight because you're smarter than me. But, like, uh, it was, like, that was it. Yeah. And then so you're around these, like, huge old, you know, mines. Yeah, it's a mining town, right? Old buildings. Yeah, or like, town, yeah. yeah. And you're in the middle Building. of this valley. And it's just, like... I could be like five feet away from someone and I would have no idea unless my flashlight was on. The hills you know have I mean? eyes exactly. kind of thing. That's yeah. the Bingo. vibe I would get. That's like exactly the vibe the, I got. The miners are still there. Yeah. yeah. Inbred yeah. miners. Yeah. yeah. So if you, if you want to go <laughs> see, have to be, you know? I, I mean, I basically gave most of it away, but you can still go <laughs> see the entire episode. <laughs> you can still go see the video um, on my old channel, but more better go to Dan's uh, TV show on Amazon prime. Alaska Photo Ventures. Um, so then, to say all that, you did Alaska Photo Ventures, yep. and then it kind of morphed. And let's yeah. talk about that and how and why it morphed into something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go into the next chapter. Ding. Yeah. So I think there's two reasons why it morphed. One was, okay, I'm doing motion graphics. That's paying my bills. Uh, I also love adventuring. Um, but then there's this third thing that came up. Um but before I get into that, I've got three things in play, the new thing, the adventuring, and then the motion graphics thing. Well, to succeed, even have a shot at succeeding, I can't do all three, yeah. sure. is what I'm thinking. I got to pick two. So photo ventures got put aside. I still adventure. I just don't film a lot of them. Um, so motion graphics and then now transitioning out of photo ventures um, and picking up this new kind of project uh, when my daughter was diagnosed with a genetic disease, um, it was fatal. It's a fatal disease. And uh, I think anytime you go through something like that, you start to uh, look for purpose mm -hmm. and look for some sort of reason or a way that you can spin this negative energy into something positive. And uh, I don't know if you're like me, but waking up at three o'clock in the morning, your mind's racing, thinking about, you know, something. One of those nights it came up and, I was like, well, what if we could just help other families like ours that have a special needs child? What if we can get them to go outside, which may either one, be inaccessible for them, or two, just be something very rare for them? Much like our family, getting outside of the house, getting outside of the hospital, outside sure. of therapy offices yeah. was very difficult and didn't happen very often. But when it did, you wanted to seize that moment and make the best out of it. So what if we could help facilitate those moments for other families, leveraging my equipment and expertise in filmmaking and be able to take them out, film their adventure, tell a little bit of their story, and then deliver to them photos and videos of their day um, that they can just hold on to forever. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff that I've seen, like 
I've, I've, I've tried to put myself in your shoes a, a million times, just knowing you and your family and in finding out that news as, as a father myself, like how did that affect you in terms of like what you thought about the future? Cause you just started this company, um, within recent memory and, and then you find out this news, like how did that, did that shift your, your timeline on things or shift like what was important to you, obviously, um, because your timeline changed for sure. Mm -hmm. And so how did that kind of uh, affect your mind in terms of like, well, five-year plan, 10-year plan has, has changed. Mm -hmm. And so did you go through a period where you were like, I need to sit down and kind of write things out of what I'm going to do more specifically, or did it change things drastically? Uh, I don't think it really changed. If you have kids, you know that you do anything for your kids. Right. Um, that goes without saying. So I think, I don't really think I even put much thought into my career at that point. Right. It yeah. just became a non, yeah, non-important thing non compared to that. Thing, yeah. Right. So yeah, I've got this little girl and now there's a finite amount of time. So how do we just make the most of it and just make her happy and comfortable? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, that's, it's a, a, a super tough thing. And especially as, as two people that kind of have their own careers and their self-employment going to find that news. I mean, you took the reins to kind of stay home because that was obviously easier with your career. Yeah. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I have a more flexible career than Kristen does. She's responsible for being in the shop every, you know, three days a week or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I had more, more flexibility in my schedule. So, um, yeah, it was kind of up, not up to me, but I did spend more time, more time at home, um, which was great. I was, uh, I think going into something like that, I've had people die. Obviously my filmmaking career started with making sure. a, a film of my best friend who died. Mm. Uh, my sister has died. Grandparents have died. A lot of close people have died. And I think when you go through that, you look forward. And I think for me, at least try to minimize regret. Something's sure. going to happen. You want to, it's going to happen regardless, but you want to minimize regret. So being able to stay at home and spending the most amount of time was a point of regret. Like if, if I were to be out of the house and doing something else and focusing on my career, looking back, that would be a point of regret. A hundred percent. Yeah. I could, I could totally see. I literally, I mean, this isn't on the same scale, but I sent Steven a video today about, you know, a, a famous comedian just basically saying that he's, watching his his daughter who's five or six basically through facetime because he travels yeah full time and he's been able to give her the world but he is gone by herself exactly or with her mom or what yeah. you know it's essentially he's missing out to provide everything yeah. and he's crying because he doesn't know if that's the correct route to go uh, and i think about that often because i'm like these years um, you, you got to spend a lot of time with Ava in, in her, her few short years. And it's like a lot of people don't look at those years as important or as um, vital to be a part of because no. you, excuse me, because you think you're going to, you have these 50, 60, 70 years to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's even made me like think, you know, it's like you got to kind of embrace every day that you have with your loved ones because you just don't know what's around the corner oh. and you'll always regret something to some extent yeah. if you decide to to not spend that time with them yeah. and so it's, it's a very tough thing i mean yeah. 
I applaud you for, you know, kind of putting aside everything that was kind of what you were working towards. And I mean, I, I know to you that probably just felt like a super easy thing to do because family comes first. Life. But uh, yeah, some people don't always react like that. Yeah, it was stressful. Uh, I think that, yeah, 2020, you know, we had intensive care for Ava. Mm -hmm. I just started my business. Um, I think I pulled in like something like $30,000 that year. So I was like <laughs> dipping into my savings. It's still and, not like, bad though, you know? I mean, it was, it was, well, it, it wasn't what I was but, used to. And it yeah. was, it was hard and like I was struggling. And then of course being a newly, uh, new business owner, like you're questioning like, where's the next paycheck coming from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know how I don't even have health insurance. How am I going to get health insurance? And then, you know, dealing with the daughter. So it was like, it was pretty stressful, and I think I got yeah. some cracks around my eyes from it, <laughs> some wrinkles for sure. They don't show, but uh, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't regret. Don't oh, regret for sure. That, yeah, I completely understand. And then, so you've you've kind of developed this adventures for Ava, and yeah. and so this whole thing of helping other families, like, uh, like without being specific, like, what are some of the adventures you've been able to take people on to? Because, I mean, I, I, I know you know this, but there's something, um, like you said, your first video was is for your best friend that passed away. And it was, you, as you said, just something simple, probably a slideshow without yeah. anything drastic. And I, I've done those myself for people that have had people pass away. And there's something you're doing there that is so special to those people, especially family and stuff that you've kind of given them an infinite time capsule to always reference this person and and steven has done that as well in, in in a magical way and it's like i think people that make those don't quite understand the 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 lasting effect that that kind of stuff has on people until yeah. till much later because it's yeah. so powerful when you give something somebody can look at 10 years from now and be remember that person as clear as day yeah, yeah. I think uh, throughout my career, I've always just kind of followed what what I felt was right yeah. and what I wanted to do. Hence, Photo Ventures. I really didn't yeah. have an end goal with that, but I just wanted to do what I was doing. And I think the same thing with this. Like, it felt right. It felt like this is a bit of my purpose, and it's what I can do to help give back. And I was pitching the idea to a gentleman, and um, I'll never forget it. I was at the GOAT, too, table table one. <laughs> <laughs> where the magic happens. Pretty sure you were at table table. <laughs> okay, you know. And uh, I pitched him the idea, and, and actually, I think he saw one of the films, and and he was a father, and and he kind of got a little bit emotional. And I remember he told me, he said, Dan, if you if you ever had an idea on exactly what you were doing, you would be emotionally paralyzed. And at the time, I was like, I don't even I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Um, but I've since kind of understood it a little bit more mm -hmm. and anytime I do kind of lift my head up from just you know moving forward uh and do reflect um yeah I get choked up on it um mm. yeah but I mean at the end of the day it's it's um I know how to do something right and if it's for the greater good of people and families that were like mine and like me um it would be irresponsible for me not to do it for sure. Yeah. And and so what were what are some of the adventures that you've been able to to yeah. go on with this? So the stipulations are if uh you have to be able to do it in one day. Okay. So you know, what and the first family that I reached out to, I said if you could go on any adventure, what would it be? 
And it, <laughs> the mom said, uh, we want to go to, we want to fly out of Homer and go to Lake Clark and see the bears on a boat. Mm. For the first and one. For the first Just one. FYI. And, and we've got no funding. Yeah. We've got nothing but me pitching this idea yeah. out there. And when she told me that, I go, can I cuss on here? Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Fucking literally. I go, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What have I gotten myself into? Where, where is Lake Clark just for? I, I'm not. It's up north. Oh, it's, it's, it's an Alaska, hour flight it's from there. Homer. Yeah, it's okay, like, okay, okay. yeah. It, it's only I, out I, there where the bears play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's actually a Colorado. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's looking for a little sweet vacation. Out yeah, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was. I mean, it worked out just fine. You know, yeah. some really generous people helped out to like make it happen. But it's really whatever a family can do in a day, whatever you want to do, whatever is sure. safe, suitable, and memorable for your family. So um, there is a family that loves dogs. Uh, so we got them on a dog sled mm. ride at I've the saw. Iditarod ceremonial start, and they got to ride the sled dogs up, up to the front, up to the starting line, um, which was so crazy. Uh, crazy. let's see. Um, we went to Homer and threw rocks on the beach, you know, kids, Sawyer, we took Sawyer out there. He'd never been to Homer because of his, um, medical limitations. He wasn't able to access Homer. He loves throwing rocks on the beach. So we, we flew him down there and he just threw rocks on the beach for hours. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. girl loves, Indy loves horses. So we took her on a, on a horse horse carriage ride out of Palmer. And some of it is uh, kind of what they choose to do. Some of it has meaning, like Indy, Indy loves horses. Her mm -hmm. sister loves horses. We try to get the siblings involved as much as we can because it is really a family, sure. yeah. a family thing. Um, but, yeah, what, what's meaningful to you? What's accessible for you? What's safe for you? Um, and what would you just like to do? So it's, it's open to anything you can do in a day. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that uh, man. I I think about that a lot of times. Like, if you gave me a day to do whatever I want, like I find myself so scrambled with daily life that like I can't even like think of something that I would really enjoy to do. And so it's it's how long do these families have to like kind of think about this? Is it planned months in advance or? Yeah, we do plan them months in advance. And like you said, uh, sometimes it can be hard. So we have a family coordinator, volunteer family coordinator that helps develop these ideas for mm -hmm. these families. Um, because for a lot of these families, like this is just, you know, it, it's beforehand, it's just another day, yeah. but in the middle of that, they have therapies, they have hospital visits, they have a million sure. other things to take care of. So we're just there to kind of offload some of that, bandwidth well let's figure something out for you so there's a little bit of a pre-interview process that goes on mm -hmm. we kind of get some information on what their what their background is what they enjoy doing and then from there you know we can just kind of start throwing ideas out and if something sticks then something sticks, something yeah. sticks yeah. yeah is there are you along for these adventures each one of them or yeah and is there cameras involved and video for all of them yeah so thankfully i've got a lot of friends with cameras so right. i go on on every adventure and i film every adventure um and usually i have help with either another sure. filmmaker and then another stills photographer and then i help conduct the interviews mm -hmm. and then i help edit the films um yeah and so how many have you done total now 11 11 yeah that's it's amazing it is a lot it's crazy because you are well we said in the beginning a multidisciplinary so you're doing all these tasks so, I mean, it is kind of crazy to see you wear a lot of hats because I'm like, how does he do it? How does he freaking do it? And you just do it. 
Occasional so, rustic inspiring. goat. Fills them up. Yeah. Fuels them. Well, fuels them up. Uh, yeah. So because of this, you know, this side project that's now kind of turned into a nonprofit business, uh, right? Is not, that a, not of, business. But I guess not business. is not the yeah. right word for nonprofit. Um, a nonprofit. Uh, you now kind of turned your sights, but also like wanted to add one more thing to something you were doing. And you were documenting you know, we talked about Ava, you were documenting your travels with her and then you decided to do a big idea. Yeah. Uh, and tell people what that was and what that, what that entails because it's fascinating to me. And of course we worked on it together and so yeah. just, you know, drop the bomb and tell people. Yeah. Again, uh, I think one of the, one of my best qualities can sometimes be my worst qualities is sometimes I don't necessarily think 100% all the way till the end and think about all the actions that are involved sure. to get there. Um, I just follow what I feel is right and what needs to happen. And um, we were starting to run out of time with Ava and we had qualified for make a wish and make a wish had, uh, we were going to take a trip to Maui, but because of COVID it got shut down. So the folks that make a wish said, well, what else do you want to do? And we said, well, we're planning on camping. So they helped us get into a camper so we could go camping in the year of 2020. Like a legit camper. Oh, it's an amazing camper. It's not just like a pop-up. This no, thing is like it's, yeah. huge. And I thought that's what it was. When yeah. We, yeah. No, it would have been cool. Amazing. It would have been great. But yeah. It is like, yeah, it's legit. No, it's absolutely amazing. So um, another one of those points of regret is like, okay, we have this huge moment that we're going into 2020. Uh I've got my business going. I've got a new a new kid too. Yeah. Yeah. Our second daughter. Um, just all these things in play. But you know what? This is like, you know, we're not gonna get another chance at this. So I started filming all of our adventures. We went on 12 total. Um, I just was documenting everything and I didn't know if it was gonna be a series, if it was going to be a feature, what it was gonna be, but I just needed to capture it at the time. And um at the end, filmed filmed everything. Um Feature documentary is what it came out to be, and um, I needed an original score, original music track for this, uh, so that it could go on Amazon and that yeah. you know music rights, you know what that's like. So yeah. uh, Stephen Cornfield, fourth, fourth on the list, yeah. <laughs> he was the fourth call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, very the, first, the first call. Three, the first very three first call. No. Yeah, yeah. So you and I got to work on that. You scored an amazing track oh, for that. A lot. That was a lot to do for you. So I'm going to talk about that too, because it's interesting to going from filmmaker to filmmaker and people are always like, like, you know, I shoot concerts and, you know, I like to document vacations and trips and stuff like that. And people are like, man, put the camera down, enjoy the moment. And I'm like, I am enjoying the moment. Like, this is like, I love doing this. And I'm, I know it's for you too, because I can see the shots that you get because yeah. your brain's turning, but you're also like, not out of the moment. A lot of people think putting a screen and like a lens in front of your face in a certain moment or in certain places and experiences. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is going to, you know, I'm out of the moment. I'm focusing on this instead of what's happening around me. And it's like, no, I'm actually focusing on a lot more. Yeah. And so you took all that and you made a feature film. And that is no small feat, my friend. That is a very intense project you did because how long is it is like it's an hour right? uh, it's 56 minutes yeah, yeah. so it's right a one, hour. one hour time slot it took nine months to edit together probably around 300 working hours 
and just going down like you know 10 terabytes worth of footage oh. i started filming uh not knowing you know five years ago when kristen first got pregnant and i was filming a time lapse of her pregnancy and yeah. that was put in, used in the film and um yeah it was really hard it was also really therapeutic for me to just relive like the early years with Ava, mm -hmm. um, kind of her diagnosis and just kind of walk through that whole sequence of events. Yeah. Cause I mean, it is a powerful, I feel like we've watched it together now several times, uh, with people, with a theater, with, um, people who have worked on it as well, coloring, sound, all that stuff. Um, because you didn't, you were like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And so, I mean, like, a lot of people would have been like, oh, this is good. But you were like, no, I need to have original score. I need to have sound. I need to have color. I need to have um, story, you know, help and people consulting and all that stuff. Um, so you did it right. But we've watched it together a lot of times. And there's always like not a dry eye in the the crowd or the people watching it because people are just it is a very emotional ride. Right. Um, just watching you and then watching, you know, the moments of your family. It's very like an intimate experience. Mm -hmm. It's very human. And it's also very, uh, opening and honest for you to be like, let us in as like, uh, just observers into your world. So it's very like, um, uh, human, I guess you could say like a human experience, but also like, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? Authentic. No, yeah. it's very authentic and you can, it comes off. And so all those 300 hours were well worth it. Um, but I was honored enough to be your fourth call for soundtrack. And so you were like, um, I can't remember how you sold it to me, but I remember exactly the moment where I was and I was house sitting, uh, on the South side Anchorage. And right at that point I was with my girlfriend, Alicia, and we're driving to the house and I put you on speakerphone. And I'm like, Hey Dan. Cause I always have to say like, if someone's on speakerphone, I'm, I'm with, I'm like, I'm with Alicia. Don't say anything stupid about my penis or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, so I always have to say that. I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, you're on speakerphone. And then I think you kind of just shot right to the point and you were like, Hey, do you want to score, uh, the, the film I'm working on for Ava? And I was absolutely I'm like done. It was just like that. Yeah. I was too. like, you're like, well, what about payment? I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. let's do it. Uh, I, yeah, whatever. Cause Scorn. I was trying to sell you on it, and then I was trying to talk you off of it. And you were like, no, I'm <laughs> no, doing yeah, it. <laughs> let me pay you. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, no, I was like, um, you know, I have always loved music for film, right? That was like one of my career choices. And it's still like I do make money making music for commercials and other stuff. But I would never done a film, a feature film. So I was like, this sounds fun. This sounds like a lot, but let's fucking do it. And so we made, I made like... 30 tracks made a lot. It was like, Oh, it was almost, maybe almost 30, maybe 29. I think is what it was. Some of those are like small little like pads, like, mm, yeah. And then we're done. Move on to the next one. So some of them were, you know, very small, but then there are some that I'm like, I listen to now and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Dude. Like that last song. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. still like that. The, like the last two tracks, yeah. the first one and the last two. And, uh, you can listen to it by watching the movie on Amazon prime. Uh, is it, on Amazon? Yeah. It is. Okay. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's called Granted, a Make-A-Wish story. Yeah. And uh, go on Amazon Prime and watch it. And then afterwards, you can listen to the music by going to Spotify and going to my name, Cornfield. Um, but the first song, 
And then there's a, I mean, a bunch of other ones I really like, but the, and then the last two, yeah. I can like listen to those and be like, oh my gosh, I fucking love these songs. They're no. so good. Um, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm like really proud of them. And I'm really stoked because they go so well with your imagery. Yeah. So that was a really fun thing to do. That, and we just did that. Yeah. Just that was on like a, yeah. last year. Was yeah. that last year? No, we did. Was it the beginning of this year? Beginning of this no, year? No, no, sorry. No. It was last yeah. It was last year. Oh my gosh. I'm in a different time world. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was last year we were doing that. And then you've done so much with it. Film festivals, um, like accolades have been pouring in. Um, yeah, there's been a few awards on it. Uh, it's playing in Santa Barbara in a couple of weeks from now, too. Mm. Yeah, so it's still getting into some oh, wow. festivals. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, so, and, and quite a few big ones, too. Uh, Toronto. Uh, Dallas, there was a, there was a few big ones that it made it into. Yeah, I, I uh, and I actually even got uh, side emails from some of the judges, and they were just like, "Yeah, it was just an amazing like." I judge a lot of films. Really? He's like, but that one was yeah, that one hit hit me to the very core, bro. Yeah. That's so I'm sure. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, watch the the film, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's a very big labor of love for Dan. And uh, we got to work on it together. But it is a beautiful story. And it's watching, like I said, your family and kind of being a fly on the wall. But really, we're actually more, we're in front of your face, really, if you think about it. Because you got your camera in front of your face, yeah. so that's where we are. Um, but anyway, it's, it's an amazing, powerful movie. And so you could definitely go watch it. Um, but so you have your business. You have... You had Alaska Photo Ventures. Is that ever going to come back? Kind of. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Adventures for Ava, and then you had a feature film, a feature documentary. Yeah. Dan Redfield, what's next? Oh man, it's a great loaded place. question, loaded. baby. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just um, doing the best that we can for the Adventure for Ava program. Mm -hmm. So we're we've agreed on doing four adventures a year. Indefinitely. Who's we? Um, well, myself. You and the people and then, you work with. Yeah, and then the volunteers. Yeah. Um, we have Janae and Caroline who help a tremendous amount um, just on day-to-day -day stuff. So four a year, and we'll just try to make those four the best that we can. Uh, it's a sustainable number. Unfortunately, there's always new families with special needs that mm -hmm. are coming in. And yeah. it would be great at some point to expand out to the lower 48 and bring up families and be able to, I think that would just be more impactful. But for right now, we're just focusing on serving our Alaskan and yeah. Anchorage-based community. And then um, I, I kind of got, when I started my business, I had a spark of love for motion graphics. So I think honing that and, uh, you know, exploring that a little bit more and yeah. becoming better at that. And then we have another son on the way in December. Congratulations, yeah. little animal. Yeah, and, and for people who don't know our situation, um, he had to be tested at 10 weeks, mm -hmm. and uh, he was tested for the genetic disease that Ava had, and Ava passed away um, in November of last year. Uh, so it took 10 weeks before we could test, two mm -hmm. weeks after that, three weeks, which were the longest 2.9 weeks. You didn't, they didn't give you like a couple days? It was a three week turnaround for that test. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so you got to wait three weeks. So yeah, two weeks, six days took, you know, went by like that. <laughs> yeah. But then that last day. Yeah. But finally got the news that, uh, does not have the same yeah. genetic condition. So we had to 
a 75% chance of that happening. So, wow. so you and Kristen went out drinking beers and just like <laughs> definitely <celebrating>. not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just kidding. Uh, well, that's well, exciting. That, that is awesome. I mean, because yeah, two you had to wait almost three weeks. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I don't know anything about the meta, but that would be a long three weeks to They're like. To wait. Let's make them sweat. We know the answer. Yeah, exactly. let's make them sweat. Well, so, actually, oh, the the on, first guys. doctor read it wrong, so. Thankfully, our geneticist oh had to come in and say, no, 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 this is good news. So, oh, geez. Dude, my heart just, yeah. like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I can't imagine. imagine. that? Oh, bro. Yeah. That, oh, that doctor, well, we're not going to have him on the podcast. Yeah. I'll What's tell you his what. name? No. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. Um, Actually, one more thing. What is, what, what is next? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. On the film Granted, before I forget. So Granted was filmed. Uh, through the lens of delivering this to our second daughter, Reagan. So mm, Reagan yes. was um, coming up on her second birthday when Ava passed. So she had a very little little bit of time with Ava and probably no memories that she's yeah. going to have. Um, so again, it was a point of regret and it was a duty of mine to capture those memories. Um, like with my sister, I don't have any moving images of her and I. I have mm -hmm. a few stills, yeah. but that's it. So uh, it was my way of kind of capturing her memories on behalf of her. So the movie's dedicated to to Reagan. And I think when she's, you know, about seven or something, then we'll probably, we'll let her watch that film again. So it, it literally is just buried in the ground until yeah. she's seven years old. Right. And capsule. then we'll pull it out, yeah, and, and show it to her. And I'm super excited because um, the awards are great and, you know, all of our audience is great. Um, but the day I get to show that to Reagan will be yeah. pretty special. That'll be really fascinating. And I, I feel like, what, are you going to like, do you have it planned out in your mind? Like you're going to get a big projector screen, like get the popcorn machine. I don't know. The only thing I'm thinking about right now is I hope she doesn't pick up filmmaking because if she starts <laughs> dogging my editing, <laughs> hey dad, wait <laughs> through the film. <laughs> what frame were you? Uh, yeah. Jeez, dad, come dad. on. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I would have so. cut that way different, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did you edit it there? You lost all the emotion, Dad. You said you cut this. Uh, how old? Who did the fucking music? Yeah. yeah. What, 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 was I he missing any cues? I was deaf. Uh, you know what? Let's turn this off. <laughs> yeah. Let's wait another seven years. Is this in 14K? Because that's yeah. all I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But uh, I mean, that is a, a wonderful, like, and exactly what I was talking about is the, these things that you can make these moving imagery and, and Stephen have talked about this several times. Um, there's just something magical about video and seeing somebody kind of, yeah. I don't want to say frozen in time cause it's not frozen. It's, it's seeing them move and be well, a person. There's for a reason ever. why like these filters, like when you, like you can, the filters and they bring pictures to life, right? And oh, yeah. The person's move. blinking yeah. and moving and looking left and right. There's reasons why people are looking at their old grandma and grandpa who they haven't seen in years and they don't have any videos of. There's a reason why people are crying when they see all of a sudden like that picture come to life like Harry Potter, right? It's just because it's like moving pictures are so powerful. And there's so much story that can be told in literally just one picture. And I think weaving those all together... It was a as a superpower in itself, right? Yeah. And so, let's uh, tell the people kind of if they want to be a part of Adventures for Ava, or just you know to find out more about it. Where can they go? Where can they go to find you um, and your work? Where can they follow you? Lay it all out. Pull out all the plugs. 
Let's hear it. Sounds good. Uh, well, I think going through our situation, you, you think about your own mortality. So on my website, danredfield.com, you can find my work. And then also I've been building a little scrapbook on there. So it shows like uh, some of the things. It's like my Facebook timeline, oh. but it's like my own kind of thing. Um, so I've slowly been building that up. So there's uh, some of the adventures that I go on that aren't branded photo ventures and then some other kind of family moments that I like to treasure. And then uh, if you want to follow uh, Adventure for Ava, it's avastory.org. So you can go there. You can ways to act are you can donate. You can sign up as a business sponsor. You can sign up as a charter company. So if you know somebody, a oh, business that, travel. yeah, that takes people out on boats or does something that could fa help facilitate an adventure, mm -hmm. they can sign mm -hmm. up. And then you can also, if you know of a family with special needs, you can nominate them or you can sign up yourself. Cool. And we will be doing four a year and, um, Kids that have a terminal diagnosis have preference, but other than that, um, they they get put in the queue, and then we just kind of get to them when we can get to them. Killer, yeah, love it. Um, and then Goldie's, if you're a coffee lover, go oh, see yeah. the girls over at Goldie's, um, and then Amazon Prime for all of your vid videos yep. and the the documentary. Well, and that too, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Dan, we are big fans of you. Well, thank you. Uh, me more than Kyle. <laughs> Just kidding. We're both equally big I'm, fans of you. I'm just a fan, you know. <laughs> if you want to play chess sometime, though, Dan, <laughs> You're let, kick let, my ass. Let me uh, know. I'll bring my seventh. Well, no, I won't bring it. Uh, I'll bring my library card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I could get you a book. Man, look at us doing callbacks. That talk about storytelling. Yeah. Um, well, we're big fans of you, man. Um, and we thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to, from doing all that stuff and talking to us two uh, about all of it and are we're very excited to see where you go and uh i can't wait to watch you <laughs> from afar <laughs> i can't wait to watch you well thank you guys and thank you and congratulations to anyone who's made it this far listening to me flap my gums for the past oh i'm hour. sure they're my mom's still uh, listening. hi steven's yeah. mom yeah <laughs> she's still you, you got her hooked hi yeah. steven's mom thank you for listening yeah thank yeah you, mom well, Dan, we love you. Thank you very much. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you next time. Nope. I wouldn't have said it. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Steven will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.